Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. There are calls to equip hospital staff, some hospital workers with body cameras, because 34,000 nurses and doctors have been assaulted in the past seven years. The figures currently stand at about over 3,300 attacks on nurses and doctors just last year alone. And in the north, in the north of um, in Northern Ireland, staff from the ambulance service there, they've been provided with body-worn cameras. It's part of a pilot scheme following on from a rise in attacks and assaults on members. And now the Fine Gael TD, uh, uh, Neil Richmond, is calling for a similar initiative to actually be rolled out here due to those high number of assaults on hospital staff and workers that I mentioned just a few moments ago. Uh, Stephen McMahon is from the Irish Patients Association. He's on the line. Stephen, would you support this move? Good afternoon, Andrea. Um, I think at the moment it depends. I think that um, there's a lot more work needs to be done uh, rather than just pulling in this as, a, as an apparent uh, quick fix to what is a very serious issue. Um, certainly, without diminishing the impact on the individuals that were um, assaulted, you know, we have to keep in mind that there are millions of interactions with healthcare workers in hospitals and patients. And we need to understand uh, how this is happening and where it's happening. Like, you know, it says there that um, there was about three, over 3,000, nearly 4,000 assaults last year. And we know that uh, visitors had very low attendances in our hospitals. So is this, is a, is this patients assaulting um, healthcare staff? And if it is, you know, we have to come into an examine, you know, why and how that's handled, you know, because there are, uh, can be very challenging behaviour with some patients and that there are procedures and processes there to ensure that the patient is is treated in a way that's uh, safe for them and safe for the staff. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit more work um, to be done on that. And another quick point I'd make is, you know, while it doesn't happen often, you know, we would come across patients themselves or their families who wish there had been a recording of an interaction between themselves and a healthcare uh, professional, be it nurse or doctor. So, you know, it brings into account also that, you know, say if a doctor has a cam uh, cam recorder on them and they're talking about a sensitive issue to a patient and, um, you know, the patient may be reluctant to share their uh, information in fear of who is watching this at the other end of the uh, the connection and so on. So I think that, you know, it, it, it may be uh, something that can be useful, but we have to also ensure, Andrea, that, you know, where are these assaults happening? What times mm. are they happening? You know, um, is it a question that we need more security staff you know, in, in, in the hospitals are places where they're vulnerable because, you know, we do hear of um, assaults where maybe staff or nurses are walking to their car park or, you know, out of the campus and can be very nervous after a long duty and so on. And they need to be reassured that they're in a safe place to be able to go to and from their homes and so on. But the CAM, the, the, the CAM uh, recorders, you know, just as a straight off um, recommendation, I think we've a lot of work to do to understand the causes of that. And particularly where, you know, another aspect, another quick things we come across a lot is uh, the poor communications and people can get very frustrated or where there's huge overcrowding in our ED departments. Again, there can be frustrations and pressures on staff. And they're the kind of things that may lead to such incidents yeah, that we mean, need to, to deal with them. When you look at the figures, these are the HSE's own figures, as I mentioned, 34,000, like 34,000 
assaults on on nurses and doctors. This is since 2015, so over a seven-year period. Stay with us, Stephen. Uh, Liam Herricks, the Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties. Uh, Liam, would you be in favour of hospital um, workers being equipped with body cameras? Uh, Good afternoon, Andrea. I mean, I think I would very much take this similar approach to Stephen. Um, First of all, I say, I mean, assaults in hospital, whether it's against staff or against patients, is a very serious matter and should be treated with utmost priority. But we do need to look a little bit deeper as to what, what the actual problem is and whether this is the most appropriate solution. And, and I mean, we would caution against a jumping to surveillance as a solution to every problem. I think Stephen really uh, gets to the heart of it there when he said, you know, if, if we get to a situation where there's a surveillance element in every interaction we have in society, for example, when a patient is dealing with a doctor, do we need or want to have everything video recorded? And do we take into account to an adequate extent the, the risks that that poses? So when we talk about hospitals as being a safe place or not, we know that hospital workers and hospital unions have consistently said that they're understaffed, that facilities are overcrowded, that there aren't enough security staff in place. And that would seem to be where we should start. I mean, if, if the issue is that we don't have enough security staff manning high-risk locations, for example, A&E facilities at certain times of the week, um, and that that is for perhaps where there is a concentration of uh, violence, well, surely that is where we would start, rather than trying to add a layer of surveillance on what is perhaps an under-resourced system at the moment. Okay. And you have to bear in mind, our hospitals have, of course, you know, extensive use of CCTV in hospital waiting rooms already. So what are we trying to capture by recording that possibly isn't already recorded? Well, I suppose it's maybe uh, the, the deterrent. I mean, one of the points I, I looked at in, in terms of the trial that they're, they're running in the north, they did last month, I mentioned the um, paramedics effectively, like staff from the, the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service, they were given body-worn cameras. I see uh, Neil Richmond is talking about, I suppose, the guards at some hospitals, not guards, but yeah. security guards at hospitals who are often in a fairly vulnerable position that have been uh, subjected to attacks and that perhaps they should be given um, body-worn cameras similar to a trial, uh, the, the trial that they're doing in the north for two hospitals in Northern Ireland. They're, they are currently trialling body cameras for security staff in an effort to curb uh, the rate of assaults. So sh- should that, is that a starting point, do you think, Stephen? Well, I think, you know, that the, the key issue here is that we want to have a zero tolerance uh, towards any assault on any person in a healthcare setting or on any patient. And if we are having a zero approach to this, that means then that we must take a zero approach to the barriers, or should I say the obstacles that are there to actually ensure that the the the, uh, the situation is, is minimised. So in other words, if it is extra staffing, that that is the approach. Either the, the mm. HSC or the hospitals are committed to ensuring that their staff are in a safe place, well, then they are, they, you know, with a zero approach, they must ensure that those other uh, elements of making uh, a safer workplace and a safer place for care uh, to be possible. And if, if uh, you know, as part of that, that maybe security uh, people, uh, you know, need body cams for, for, you know, in the line of their, 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 their work, 
Um, well, that that may be so, but I think it's a bit um, it's a bit early to be putting the onus on you know nurses and doctors to say, well, now you are also part of the security. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the suggestion, though. I, th- I think it no, is. It's the... not, but it's the implied. I mean, it's just let's you know in the real sense that somebody has to put a body cameras on them. They know that this is not about you know uh, the, the 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 clinical aspect of their work, but more their their physical security and who knows that that could actually cause problems to some people uh, if they see somebody approaching them with uh, body cameras if they have certain um, uh, how would I say if they have certain mental conditions that that could actually trigger something uh, far worse that might not be the case if they didn't have it. There's an interesting text in here Liam from Pat he got in touch with us on 53106 and he says I work in a hospital and I would welcome this aside from um, aside from us being assaulted as staff we often we were accused of things or mistreatment. I think it would be actually good for us to have everything that we said recorded. Yeah, and, and I mean, there is a, an, a debate going on about the use of this type of technology in a number of different contexts, Adrian. I think we've spoken on this mm. program before about Absolutely, the, in the, the context of guards, yeah. In, in relation to policing, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that, that is a very live question at the moment. The government intends to introduce legislation which would have the guards wearing body-worn cameras. And the argument for it is that it will reduce assaults on the guards and, and reduce assaults by police. And, you know, in the United States, it's been a very hot topic mm. because they've well, had a particular problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think there's, there's certainly a logic in that. Um, but I think that maybe underestimates the downside, you know, and the, the downside is that any time that you have surveillance technology of this type, that it can invade people's privacy. And if you look at a hospital context, you know, you have vulnerable people, people undergoing distress, people very ill, um, people that may not wish to be filmed or that the filming of them in a particularly vulnerable state could, could, could have very serious consequences if that was misused, if it was shared inappropriately. And it's not too difficult to imagine lots of scenarios where somebody in a hospital waiting room undergoing a, a very difficult episode, uh, very, very ill in whatever way, might be filmed either directly or indirectly and that that image could be shared and cause huge distress or harm to them. And how do you put in place the safeguards to ensure that that doesn't happen, about that, you know, the footage isn't shared with the wrong people or or broadcast or whatever it might be. And these aren't abstract things. These happen in the policing context all the time. Yeah, and I I take take your point completely around the, you know, the the privacy um, concerns and and the, you know, suppose the invasion uh, of privacy, sort of accidental, somebody, you know, walking in the background or or that kind of thing. And I I do take take your point on that. I wonder then, is it just very simply, Stephen, down to the fact, and, and Liam touched on it just in, in relation to body cameras and the government looking at that from a policing perspective, but like there is a text in here from a listener who just says the actual solu- solution to this is that any assault on medical staff of any type or grade within the hospital, any member of the emergency personnel, whether it be firemen, army, uh, paramedics, the guards, the nurses, the hospital frontline receptionist, anybody at all, should be just mandatory sentences and that's really the solution well certainly we are on the record for many years saying that you know that there should be very tough um tough uh, sanctions against anyone that assaults uh, uh, any any medical professional in the line of their in the line of their duty and you know that obviously has to go through the full due process of, of law and all the rest of it and we do need that zero approach but as I say again, the important part of this here is that we have to be take a holistic 
management approach to this, that it's not just the body cam that's going to sort it out. It's all of the other triggers that can actually set up the situation for some major outburst yeah. where somebody's life can be put at risk. And no one wants to see that. But it's very clear, like from the Irish Patients Association, we cannot condone in any way any assault on any uh, person in the healthcare system, be they a health provider or indeed a patient. I know, and you want to see the abuse. I've often seen it on, you know, in in towns, and and even when you talk to people that work in the ambulance service, paramedics, like the stuff Shocking. that they put up with. Mm. It's absolutely, mm. it's absolutely in, incredible. There's an email in here from a listener who says, um, "Unfortunately, Irish society is now so disrespectful towards people at work. It seems okay to give abuse to people and to threaten people with violence. I work as a traffic warden." It's an absolute nightmare every day. Zero tolerance approach needs to be implemented as soon as possible. Proper law enforcement also. Yeah, well, like the traffic wardens, to, I'm sure, get the, probably the same stuff when we're talking about um, emergency workers and local authority workers as well. There's more people that want to be included uh, within that category, I can see from the text coming in. Uh, that's all we have time for though today on the show. Liam Herrick um, from the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, Stephen McMahon, Irish Patients Association representative. Thanks a million for joining us on the show. You can listen back um, the News Talk app. Subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.